Welcome to Preston's Super Show. News, sports, and a whole lot more. It's the Super Show, baby. Warning. This show contains material that is only suited for patriotic audiences and people who have a backbone. If you like God, guns, and glory, you're listening to the right show. Sit back or carry on and enjoy Preston's Super Show. Welcome to the show. It's good to be back. It's good to be here talking to everybody, talking with you, the beloved audience of the Super Show. And make sure to go check out my other podcast on anchor.fm slash smoke after dark. And you can find that on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. So today's theme is a grave injustice. We have an NPR report out pampering Biden's old decrepit ass that I'm sure his wife has to wipe the shit drippings off of. Anyway, Biden says help is on the way. Now the show theme is a grave injustice, right? This is the first part of that grave injustice. I'll get to the rest. Be patient. Just like the government is making you be patient over COVID-19. The science, the science, right? One injustice I can point to right away is the countless stories we are receiving from the archaic media outlets wanting everybody to buy into Biden, buy into Biden's cabinet picks. They can't help but drool over themselves like a dog over a meat bone. The whole lot are a bunch of filthy animals. However, the injustice here is Biden openly trying to govern while President Trump is sitting in the White House. Could you imagine if Trump did this to Obama? Openly governing, openly making policy decisions while Obama was still in the office, which he was never really at. We all know Obama was on a world tour like the Rolling Stones or the Beatles, while Michelle spent millions with her friends at stores the average American could never dream of shopping at. Oh yes, on the taxpayer dime, by the way. The proof is all there. What, you need me to tell you all this? Oh boy, we are in trouble. We would hear nothing but the gargling sounds of every reporter in Washington, D.C. like they are stuffing a hot dog down their throat or something with a little more texture down their throats. The hypocrisy is real. I'm confused why politicians still do interviews for any liberal magazine anymore. Unless they are not really Republicans. You know, those moderate Republicans. Or maybe the big government Republicans, known as the rhinos, have decided, oh, the hell with it. You really have to find someone's blog or a talk show at midnight. To even hear something remotely nice about Republicans. You know, 
it, it, it never ceases to amaze me. Does that not surprise anyone? Does that not raise eyebrows? So here is the media. The New York Times. The Washington Post. Every other liberal hit piece. Trying to coattail us into believing Biden's economic team. Using the same policies Obama did. The same people Obama did. Loaded with career-long bureaucrats will somehow be a boon for the economy. The nuts at Bloomberg even suggested oil will peak under Biden. Like they even know what that means. The talk of reparations has been submerged. Oh yeah. But I thought it was those nice little Democrats who would bring you back the bacon to your communities. The left-wing Savages have destroyed. No. Really. Interesting. Look at Illinois, for example. You have top-down Democrat control, and the Republicans in this state are the biggest paper tiger since I last read Narnia. You think I'm kidding. The House, which is made up of two parts, the Congress and the Senate, both controlled by Democrats, the governorship held by the babbling idiot J.B. Pritzker, who inherited his billions from his father, who made every deal he could to allow his son to run rampant in this state. You are telling me you have all the control and you still haven't got reparations done? Wow, how they have pulled the wool over your eyes again. So instead of people reading or learning something new with the Gestapo lockdown from the blue states, they're loading up on pornography drugs and crime they rather watch tiktok videos and whack off than read a damn shred of the constitution you think it's funny it is sort of funny in a way but only because we are not destitute yet well not all of us some of us are destitute only because life as we know it is hanging on by a thread a grave injustice indeed you remember in the movie The Godfather, when they try to get Vito Corleone to get in on selling drugs. And remember his line, he doesn't care how another man makes his money, right? He just didn't want to be involved with selling drugs. He was trying to keep his organization above those murky waters. I am the same way, with one exception. I do care. If a man or woman is stopping me from making money, how Governor Newsom, Governor Cuomo of New York, Governor Pritzker of Illinois, and the rest of the Democrat machine are keeping us down is parallel to the mob trying to strong arm Vito Corleone. We look at the issue of reparations. Many of my friends want reparations. We look to the governor of Illinois, we look at the Democrat-controlled Congress made up of the Democrat House of Representatives and Democrat sentence. Uh, you are telling me you have top-down power? Supermajority in both houses? You can't get reparations for the neighborhoods that were ravaged by the war on drugs and poor living conditions? Again, we see the hypocrisy of the Democrats. You think Biden is going to get you reparations? Don't make me laugh. I've seen this story before. 
I've seen this song and dance before as recently as 2008. If you can't see the election as rigged for Biden, then you are farther gone than I could have imagined. Former President Obama promised everything free. Free college, socialized health care, up to a socialized economy. None of which came true. None of which made a difference except the adverse effect the Obama administration policies fractured the working class and working class families. What people need to understand is something that took me a long time to wrap my head around. There is no middle class. There is a working class. Those of us that work, those of us that are functioning members of society, then there are the leeches, the bottom feeders, who only look to take advantage of the system. Then there are those who are wealthy. Not the mega wealthy you hear about, the Bill Gates, the Jeff Bezos. No, no, no. The wealthy that live nearby. The people who worked as executives of companies, government employees, and in other words, the suits. These are the people who treat us like dirt, who want our blood, sweat, and tears to work for them. But when have they acknowledged us? Are the millionaires in your town, down at the Salvation Army or the food pantry, offering a hand? Are they making any contribution to the community to better the lives of the less fortunate? Not some charity where we never know where the money goes besides what we are told, but the actual parks and recreation and areas of need to outlets for community engagement. The rich are becoming increasingly silent on these issues, but they are getting louder when it comes to their bottom line. When you hit rock bottom, if you ever have, you can relate to what I'm speaking on. But if you were spoon-fed, if your ego was catered to, if you're wealthy yourself, but choose to look the other way at a dysfunctional society that continues to become more dysfunctional every day, we will never see eye to eye. I'm not saying the rich should pay more taxes, although I'm not going to shield them from the inevitable. I am saying put your money where your mouth is before it's too late. Start with your community and with something bigger than yourself. As more drugs become legalized in our nation, as crime ticks up in suburbia and urban areas, a lockdown won't fix that. Hypocrisy won't fix that. The outlook of your community might be grim, but it can get worse. And it can get worse fast. As blue state governors continue to tear apart the small business, the restaurants, the barbershops, and anything they can make a case for being non-essential, the people continue to suffer. Here are some things we can do. First, you should call your congressman or congresswoman. Now, if you are not the personal type and maybe you don't know how to approach them, email them your concerns. They need to know what you're feeling and why you're feeling it. Once you do that, and we all should be doing that, brings us to our next step. I want you to make a list of all the issues that actually matter to you. It can be a big list, a small list, a general list. doesn't have to be extravagant. I want you to keep that list. And when you see a new bill or law being floated, 
that goes against what matters to you, your principles, I want you to write your congressman or congresswoman about that. Call them about that. It's time we start getting familiar with whoever our elected officials are. It's time they see what real organization and real people look like outside of their donors. Save every email you receive from your congressman or congresswoman. Every email you send to them, save it, archive it, and keep it because that will be your timeline of fighting for your country. Ladies and gentlemen, it's an honor and a privilege to do this podcast. Many years ago, I wanted to do a podcast. And when I finally started doing it, I felt liberated. I'm not lying. I am working to get a caller line for the show. I will keep you updated and I will be back with another episode next week. God bless you all. Please stay safe. Just like the hands of time, I'm turning it over to you. Good night, everyone.